Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 32 years. Big day in surgery this week. Six big cases on Wednesday, and yesterday I was there all day with three big cases. Hmm. Patient came all the way from Sun Valley, Idaho. What a pleasure to take care of people from all over the world. Still amazing to me. All the people they fly over to come and see me. What a pleasure. I am so excited for today's show. Number one, because Steve Paulette is with me for 10 years. Wait till you hear all the sound bites he's generated. But my guest at 8.15 is Lynn Davidson. Thanks to Linda Yui, we lined her up. Lynn Davidson is the owner of Tito's Tacos, one of my favorite places to eat here in Los Angeles. And it's been here since 1959. How do you do that? How do you have that longevity? Ten years on the radio, how did I do this? 32 years in practice, how do you do this? I love longevity. You can have a spike in life. What did, uh, what's his name? Um, Andy Warhol say. You get to be famous for 15 minutes. That's fun. That's nice. But it's that longevity. 20 years as a Laker, Kobe Bryant. Longevity. I love that. Well, go be in the restaurant business in Los Angeles since 1959. You got to be doing something right. And they are. But that name, that name Tito, I love it because nobody named Tito, and many of you listening today driving around, maybe you're named Tito, but I can promise you this is what I've learned from talking to the Latinos that I work with in the operating room, in my office. I'm an honorary Mexican, proud But when you have the name Tito, it's a nickname. Your mother may have called you something else. But when you get that name Tito, it means affection. It means family. It's a term of endearment. And I can't wait to ask Lynn Davidson where they came up with the name Tito. Who is the Tito in Tito's Tacos? But you know how much I love the world of surgery, the world of art, the world of sports. And to me, they're all the same. So I went looking this week in my lifetime, where were the greatest Tito's in my lifetime? And what were their real names before they became a Tito? Well, in sports, his name was Tito Fuentes. He was one of the greatest infielders 
It is. He's still alive. He's 77 of all time. He played for the San Francisco Giants. And he was one of the last, he was the last player to leave Cuba before the embargo. He came to this country in 1962. There's no hotel, there's no house, there's no nothing. He came with four other Latinos and they lived in the clubhouse of the San Francisco Giants. Here's what's amazing. So many cool things about Tito Fuentes, one of the most exciting players to to watch. He broke Jackie Robinson's record for field percentage. He never dropped the ball, and he's an infielder. He was in the on-deck circle when Sandy Koufax threw that ball at Juan Marichal, and they were going at it in 1965. Juan Marichal took his bat and whacked Johnny Roseboro over the head, made him bleed. Tito Fuentes was in the on-deck circle at the time. His story is incredible, Tito Fuentes, and you're going to hear about it coming up. But his real name was Ernesto Antonio. No, that's Tito Fuentes. His real name was Rigoberto Fuentes, but the nickname is Tito. What about in art, music? In my lifetime, where where was a Tito? Ah, growing up in New York, Latin jazz, Tito Fuentes. Tito Puentes. Tito Puente, actually it's without an S, right? It's Tito Puente. He wrote the song, Oye Como Va, that Carlos Santana fell in love with. Here you got Tito Fuentes coming to this country from Cuba in 1962. At the same time, Tito Puente is writing Oye Como Va. And Carlos Santana hears that song and says, I'm going to make this into a rock song. In the beginning, Tito Puente was upset about it. How dare you take my song and make it into a rock and roll song, Carlos Santana? But Tito Puente then says, until I got my first royalty check, then I wasn't upset anymore at Carlos Santana. That name, Tito, it's special. It means family. It means a term of endearment. And we're going to get into that. Clapper Vision today is going to be all about Julio Urias. Look at how well this pitcher for the Dodgers is doing. But don't forget, it wasn't that long ago that he had shoulder surgery to repair the anterior capsule of his shoulder. That was a career-ending injury, but it was fixed. What's the injury? How is it fixed? Clapper Vision's going to be a pair of jeans where you've got a hole in it and you've got to patch the hole. That's, in essence, what you find in that anterior capsule of Julio Urias. But instead of putting a patch on the hole, What if you use the term umbricate in surgery where we basically take the redundancy of the tissue as if you took the genes and bunched it up to cover the hole and then sewed it instead of a a separate patch, you just umbricate or you bunch up the genes and sew it together to cover the hole. That was what was done to fix his anterior capsule and look at how well he's pitching. The beautiful surgery that we can do now is something that used to be career-ending. I love it. And we'll get into Clap Revision. The clinic will be open. The number is 
ESPN, but let's get right into it. I want to talk about Tito Puente, one of my favorite and the king of Latin jazz. These are timbales. This is the instrument that I play. Oh, you got to love it. This is the horn section, and his specialty are the timbales. He's a drummer, the percussion. My parents came from Puerto Rico. They lived in Brooklyn. Most of the Puerto Ricans that came at that time, in the, uh, in the 20s, you know, and all that, they, they came by Brooklyn. It took them five days to get here <laughs> on the boat. And, uh, but eventually, anyway, they extended themselves all over New York. But my parents moved to New York City, Manhattan. We called El Barrio. That was the neighborhood. But most of the Puerto Rican people lived there. And he was born Ernesto Antonio Puente Jr. But his mom called him Tito. That love. My mother, I'll never forget this. I'm in Florida visiting. Robbie, you have to come visit my best friend, Florence Gottlieb. Another octogenarian. I go into the house to visit this lovely woman. They used to knit together and gossip. I'm sure my name came up quite a few times. And here I am, some big shot doctor coming to Florida to visit my mother. And there, in front of her friend, my mother says, Come on in, Tatala. In Yiddish, Tatala. Well, that's what Tito is. It's this beautiful word that a mother can call her son. To, to take that word love of her son and take it ten times up. That's what Tito means. I, I gained my experience because musicians uh, have to gain their experience playing out in the street. It's very important. You can study in a university, a conservatory of music, a music school, whatever. You learn how to read music, naturally, and all that. But then for you to pay your dues, really, get out there and learn, you have to really go into jam sessions and things that, like that. And I grew up with that type of training, and that was very important, exposed to that kind of music, either jazz or Latin, right in the neighborhood. So that's what helped me a lot uh, for my future, naturally. He ain't going to school. Guess what age he's out on the street, in the barrio, playing his timbales. He already starts playing in a band when he's 13 years old. Because then I worked with the Jose Corbello Orchestra. He was a very famous Cuban pianist here in New York, had a wonderful band. And then I played with Pupi Campo, who was a very big name here. And these bands, I, I was like their steady drummer all the time. Of course, before the war years, the main band, my mentor, which I really got into, was the Machito Orchestra. Now, Machito Orchestra was the most advanced, uh, I would call it Latin jazz now, but at the time, we didn't, we didn't use that name. That's a PhD. Forget about going to school. You, work with, you play with the Machito Orchestra, you're getting a PhD in Latin jazz. But he's only 13 years old, Tito Puente. I worked with Machito for quite a few years. I must have been about 13 or 14 years old. I was already playing with Machito. And by, the, by the time I was 16, then the war came around and I, I was drafted to the war service and that's when I left the Machito Orchestra. 
That music don't make you move in your car right now. Forget about it. Now today it's all over the world, naturally. The recognition of uh, uh, Latin music is going big. I've been 14 times in Japan already, Australia, and all over Europe. So our music is really getting exposure today because people love it. We have no bilingual problems anymore. People love our rhythms, and that's what they dance to. The percussion, the rhythm. They don't dance to a flute player or a violin player. They dance to the conga drum, the bongo drum, the cowbell, the, the timbales, you know. That, that's what people really dance to. So that's why the music is becoming very, very, very popular and exciting. But there's something about being named Tito. Whether you're a surgeon, an artist, or you're making Tito's tacos. There's a freedom that you get from that love, from that endearment. You could make fun of Tito's Tacos all the way to the bank. You could say this is not authentic. Who cares? It's the most delicious thing you can put in your mouth. Trust me. You'll need to go visit. The ability to be an original, to make your own style, this is what Tito means to me. This kind of beginning, I was involved there too. So I was learning at the same time there about my instruments, how to play it. And I was more or less a role model to the other young guys that were coming up along, see? And uh, my role model was uh, Natural Montesino, the man with the, with the happy boys, because he was a typical player. He taught me a lot of the Cuban way of playing a dance song, real typical rhythms. And through that experience and playing out in the streets and studying, that's how I developed my own style of playing tamales, which then throughout the years later I developed more and more, and I did percussion albums, and the young people were really into percussion, and that's where I am today. He's an original. Tito Puente is an original. Developed his own style, just like Lynn Davidson developed their own style with Tito's Tacos, and you'll hear about Tito Fuentes, the second baseman. There's a liberation you get from all that joy. Well, the life-changing moment for Tito Puente, he was doing well enough as a Latin jazz guy, but it occurred when Carlos Santana in 1970 decides that he's going to take that Tito Puente song, Oye Como Va, and make it a rock legend song. Let's listen to Tito Puente on meeting and hearing that Carlos Santana is taking his song. Of course, Santana was a very important part of my life too because he recorded one of my tunes and he gave me credit as a composer too, which is Oye Como Va. And it's an internationally known tune all over the world in different languages and all that. Everybody's played that tune. And if you don't play that tune in your repertoire, that means you're not into nothing. But he was pissed. How dare you take my song? Well, he was pissed until the first royalty check came. And Santana, he just got a Lifetime Achievement Award in Washington, D.C. at the caucus. And he played Oye Como Va with us. It was indeed a thrill for me. And I thanked him so much because every time he plays Oye Como Va, I get a royalty check. (laughs) (laughs) You got to love it. Listen to the great Carlos Santana. This is a genius, okay? Listen to him tell us 
Tito Puente has horns and flutes and timbales. But when you're a genius, genius like Carlos Santana and you hear something different, you know how I always say the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. Dr. Ranawat taught me that in surgery. Robert, you have to study and then you have to do it 10,000 times. You have to get an intimacy with the body, but you have to know the literature. You have to read and read and read. And then the eyes will see differently. Well, Carlos Santana hears things differently. You can almost hear him. Okay, get rid of the flute. Get rid of the, the horns. I'm going to put it all on the guitar. And he takes Oye Como Va and makes it a rock song. Listen to when Carlos Santana says, people said it's not a rock song. And Carlos says, not yet. So when I discover um, Oye Como Va, people say, but that's not rock and roll. I was like, well, not yet, but it will be. So it's like. <laughs> uh, coming up next, I'm going to explain what Carlos Santana did to Tito Puente and that song of his, Oye Como Va. And I want you to hear about a Cuban, a Cuban named Tito Fuentes, whose real name was Rigoberto Fuentes. That freedom, that, that endearment, that love, that family, that is all wrapped up into that word Tito. That's what we're going to talk about today. The great name Tito. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, clap man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. On LA, this is Kobe Bryant. Soon to be a major motion picture. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Without a good hip, you ain't hopping, that's for sure. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's Tito Puente you're listening to. Ron, Ron. Ron Con Con. But listen to the horns. And listen to those timbales. But then listen when Carlos Santana says, that may be Latin jazz, but I'm going to turn it into rock and roll. Listen to how he manipulates Oye Como Va. Okay. So when I discover um, Oye Como Va, people say, but that's not rock and roll. I was like, well, not yet, <laughs> but it will be. So it's like. <laughs> and listen to what he does. And then the, the horns, Lord. <laughs> 
turns him into a guitar. How could you do that? You can do that if you're Carlos Santana. But this song is special because it comes from a man named Tito. The joy, the love, the family, the endearment. That's who wrote this song. A musician. What is a musician? What is music to someone like Tito Puente or Carlos Santana? This is one of the most beautiful things in the world. Listen to Carlos Santana. Describe what music should do to you. You mean the... And, and then the last part is like, like, get out of here, man. Like, you know, because again, music is to move you. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to move you out, out, of, out of your dull drum existence if you have a dull drum existence. You know, so music invites you to like, come and celebrate the best of you, you know, and, and don't be shy about it. Uh, You come and celebrate. You eat a Tito's Tacos, trust me, you're going to celebrate. There's a joy, there's a love, there's a family. It's Tito. Tito Puente. What about in sports? This is the first time in 10 years I'm going to play sound bites in Spanish. Because you need to hear Tito Fuentes, the great second baseman who came here with nothing from Cuba in 1962 to ultimately break Jackie Robinson's record. 995 hits to the infield. He had six errors. Nobody ever did that before. But listen to him talk about how special it is. He came here in 1962 with nothing, with four other guys. They had no hotel. They had no place to stay. Where did the Giants put him up? In the clubhouse. They slept in the clubhouse at the stadium. Bueno, yo vine en el año 62, 1962 fue mi primera entrada aquí, creo que fue en el mes de mayo. Ya no había relación entre Cuba y Estados Unidos. Cuando yo llegué y todavía yo creo que es así, en el año 62 viví en Miami. En Miami. No en ningún hotel ni nada. Éramos cinco latinos. Y nos pusieron a dormir, a vivir en el clubhouse. Pero el latino, por el hambre que tenemos, seguimos jugando, jugando, jugando. And you don't have to speak Spanish because the word family is familia. Listen to Tito Fuentes talk, to, talk about, to him, baseball was his family. He adopted America when he came from Cuba because he loved baseball. And that's all he's ever wanted to do with his life. That word Tito means family. El mejor es un deporte de familia. El sueño para mí, el sueño para mí, cara, dice, el sueño americano era jugar béisbol, ser grande en el juego. Es un batazo tremendo por el rey. Here he is as an announcer. Sigue atrás, sigue atrás, ay, ay, ay. That's his trademark. When you hit that home run, he becomes Jewish and he goes, ay, ve. Ay, ay, ay. Listen to him talk about coming here in 1962. I came because uh, in 62, the Giants scouted me there. 
and they offered me a contract and I signed. It wasn't that much money, but all I wanted to do is play baseball. So I came to the United States and I never went back. He never went back. The great Tito Fuentes. Listen to him talk about these records that he's broken. You also hold uh, a record, or you did until many years later, for the oh, right. highest fielding percentage in baseball. And what was that? Well, that was in 1972, 73. And uh, the thing I like about that record, I broke it on my idol, which is Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson played for the Dodgers, which was my favorite team, and also he played second baseman. He's no doubt he was black. So all those three criteria made me like him so much. And I broke his record with six air in uh, 900 some chances. So that gave me the percentage of uh, 993 or 995, one of those two. Tito Fuentes was a sight to behold. He could cover more ground. He was so fast. And if that ball was anywhere near him, it was as though his baseball mitt was a magnet. And the baseball was made of steel. Boom! It would go into his glove and he'd never drop it. When Tito was talking about the record that he broke with Jackie Robinson and so forth, a lot of folks may not remember, but what made Tito so exceptional was he was an excellent infielder, second baseman, for sure. <coughs> but he covered more ground than anyone else in the National or American League. So he had, not only did he have more opportunities, but he covered more ground, which made the chances more difficult. You know, we live in a world now with technology. All kinds of lasers and computers and internet. Radar guns. When Tito Fuentes was playing baseball, there was no radar gun. You didn't know how hard or fast or how many miles per hour the pitch was coming. You just knew they were throwing at you hard. 100 miles an hour. They didn't know what that was. They just knew the pitcher was throwing hard. You got to put into perspective Tito's Tacos has been around since 1959. What was the world like in 1959? When Tito Fuentes is playing baseball in Cuba, when Tito Puente is playing on the streets in New York in the barrio, the connection is not only the name Tito, but I just want to take you back. So they ask Tito Fuentes, you didn't have a radar gun when you were playing. How did you hit the damn ball when it was coming at you at 100 miles an hour? This is a beautiful answer from a man named Tito. I have to ask uh, Tito this question. It's a little bit of an aside, but I saw a program the other day, and and, uh, basically it was a scientist talking about how quickly you have to react as a hitter to these pitches that come in between 90 and really 100 miles an hour. How How do you do it? Well, at that time, when, when we played so, so, so long ago, we didn't have the clock. Yeah, we didn't have the clock. We didn't have the radar gun. We had no idea. How do you do it then? You do it. Michelangelo did not need a robot, a computer, or a laser to sculpt the David in 1503. One of the most beautiful pieces of art a human being has ever made. He did it with a hammer and a chisel. You don't need fancy equipment. It's nice to have it. I'm not going to say it isn't. This show becomes a podcast, whatever that is in life. 
on demand. You can listen to the show whenever you want. It's a beautiful thing. But it's just like me sitting in front of you talking. That's all really I think of it as. Simplify it. That hasn't changed. It's me telling you stories. Listen to Tito Fuentes taking us back in time in a beautiful way when the world was simple and how he described a pitcher throwing 100 miles an hour. So we never can tell how hard they're throwing. That was the good thing. So we adjust uh, by saying <laughs> how the guy is throwing. He's throwing very hard. When we emphasize <laughs> in the world very hard or extra hard, now we know that we have really to pay attention. But uh, you react. You react. But now you know how hard it is. Now that I'm not in the game, every time I am in the batting practice, I see the ball coming. I react. I say, I know how hard it is to hit a baseball. One inside question. Are all hitters guess hitters? Good hitters, they guess right. That's what happened. That's why they are so good. Because they can guess right. I hate that question. I hate people like that. Because that guy in a half-ass way is trying to say, Tito, you could hit the ball because you're lucky, because you guess. No. There's a difference. All the hard work. Gary Player, the golfer, the Masters are going on right now. He once said, how come it is that the more I practice, the luckier I get? Put the work in. Some some announcer says to you, yeah, you just you just guess right. No. You put the work in. We're gonna ask Lynn Davidson. People are gonna say, Oh, you're lucky that Tito's Tacos is still around. No, you ain't lucky. They bust their butt to make sure it's right each and every time. They use over five hundred thousand pounds of beef, eight million pounds of tacos, of uh tortillas a year. Don't tell me you're lucky in baseball, in music, in surgery. You put the work in. Here's a shout-out to Village Pizza. Steve Cohn. They're going to say you're lucky also. You had a successful pizzeria, the best pizza in L.A. You ain't lucky. And he has an outdoor patio now because a grateful customer helped him out. It's a beautiful thing. These iconic places to eat in L.A., Trust me, it's more than the pizza. Trust me, it's more than the tacos. It's that name Tito's that means your mom gave you a nickname. There's family, there's love. Look for the Tito's. They're all around us. You be a Tito. From now on, I'm not Dr. Robert Clapper. Call me Tito. Dr. Clapper. Dr. Tito Clapper. That's what I want to be called. Let's get into the operating room. Let's get into some of your injuries. I can't wait to tell you what I found this week and something you better stop doing in your exercises. Otherwise, you're going to end up in my office. We'll get into it. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show, the Tito edition. (laughs) Dr. Tito Clapper right here. on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! 
Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. It's the most entertaining thing in the world. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. From schwitzing like a piece of tuna fish. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of the Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Carlos Santana. Everybody's everything. But his biggest hit that changed the life of not only Carlos Santana, but changed the life of someone named Tito. Tito Puente. Tito Puente, born Ernesto Antonio Puente Jr., in 1923, he died in 2000, 77 years old. But what a life Tito Puente had. Learned music on the streets of New York, in the barrio, parents from Puerto Rico, Latin jazz. My favorite group he was involved with were the Fania All-Stars. We should play that song, Elia Fue. Oh. Do I love that song? I'm in my dorm room in college. I'll never forget this. John Jay at Columbia University, studying for organic chemistry of all things in my room. And two doors down, well, the next door to me was a guy who was on the wrestling team. He was from Yakima, Washington. He used to come into my room, this guy, this wrestler, and tell me how much he hated Native Americans. I'm looking, I'm going, what are you, what are you, out of your mind? Because he was from Yakima, Washington. He was a bigot. He was a racist. Thank you. He's in my room because he's living next door to me. And I used to drive him crazy because he wanted to be friends with me. I didn't want to be friends with him. You know, I finally got him out of my room. I kept saying, Steve, aren't you from Yamaka, Washington? He'd go, Clapper, it's Yakima, not Yamaka. It used to drive him crazy that I would call Yakima Yamaka. But you know what a Yamaka is? A Yamaka is what I wore in Yeshiva, a skull cap on top of your head. If you're a religious Jew, which of course I'm sure in the long list of things he hated, that was one of them. He didn't know I was Jewish. You're from Yamaka, Washington. Oh, you say that one more time, Clapper, I'm going to kill you. That was the end of our friendship, which I was glad about because he lived next door. But two doors down was this fantastic guy, Puerto Rican guy, in my class, who used to blast, go study in the dorm room. Good luck with that. He would blast Fania All-Stars, which was a band that Tito Puente was involved with. This one song, El Yafue. Do you have the song, Steve Paulette? Ugh. No, you'll know when it's it because you won't be able to sit in your chair. No, that's not it. Elia Fue is the name of the song. Fania All-Stars. Oh, my God, it's the greatest. And I used to be sitting there trying to study organic chemistry, and this salsa music was blasting out of this kid's room. I didn't know what, what I was listening to. All I know is 
I'm a Jewish guy from Queens, and here I am dancing because of Latin jazz, the way the horn section works, the way the timbales work, the king of Latin jazz, Tito Puente. That name, Tito. I can't wait to ask it. 815, Lynn Davidson. Where did the name Tito come from? Who's the Tito in Tito's Tacos? It's like saying Tatala in Yiddish. Calms you down. It's a sweetness. It's a sweetness to family. It's a sweetness to love. It just makes the world seem more beautiful when you surround yourself with people named Tito. Let's listen to Carlos Santana talk about how he's going to dissect Oye Como Va. Listen to what it sounds like when Tito Puente plays Oye Como Va. Timbales. Here's the horns. Right? This is the song he wrote in 1962. Gorgeous. You hear an electric guitar? I don't hear an electric guitar. This is Latin jazz, Oye Como Va. Played by the man who wrote the song. But it's different. When you have a genius named Carlos Santana. By the way, this guy's whistling. He's not even using a flute. But when Carlos Santana hears this, Figures out. I'm gonna make this a rock and roll song. Really? So when I discover Oye Como Va, people say, "But that's not rock and roll." I was like, "Well, not yet, but it will be." So it's like, <laughs> "But it will be." Listen to how he dissects it. I just love it when you can get a genius to articulate something. Michelangelo's dead. I can't talk to him anymore. How did you make that sculpture? I can't talk to him. I can just try to figure it out myself. But we can actually listen to Michelangelo, the Michelangelo of the electric guitar, teach us. We'll never be able to do it like him, but we can listen to his thought process. And then the, the horns, Lord. Huh. It's a guitar becoming a horn. Who can do that? Mm. Here he keeps dissecting it. This in a sense, check it out. You're having a conversation saying this, and then this goes. Mm. So there's two people. Two people? Carlos Santana doesn't, not only doesn't hear the way we do, the horns he can easily make into electric guitar, the flute he makes into an electric guitar, but he even goes further than that. He hears Oye Como Va as a conversation between two people. 
It's amazing. Give me the... And, and then the last part is like... Like, get out of here, man. Like, you know, because, again, music is to move you. It's supposed to move you out, out, of, out of your dull drum existence if you have a dull drum existence. You know, so music invites you to, like, come and celebrate the best of you, you know? And, and don't be shy about it. Uh. Just awesome. All right, coming up next, the clinic will be open. The number's 877-710-ESPN. I did a rotator cuff surgery this week, and the tear in the rotator cuff is always in the same spot. The tear in your Achilles tendon is almost always in the same spot. Why is that? It comes from the anatomy, and you need to understand your shoulder in a way that no one's ever described it to you before. You know why? Because I'm going to give you some clapper vision of why your rotator cuff tears, particularly when you go to the gym and you do this one exercise, you're going to end up with a rotator cuff tear. What is that exercise? I'll explain coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. What are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar sinai head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar sinai What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Grand Poopa, the Big Kahuna. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Weekend Warriors. Every time I hear that song, Evil Ways, I think of one thing. That the word evil is the word live spelled backwards. I don't know why that comes to mind. Now, I'm not saying you should live an evil life. But that's a fact. Evil spelled backwards is live. Numbers 877-710-ESPN. Let's get into the clinic. Who are we going to first, Steve? Steve in Newport Beach, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Dr. Tito Clapper, ah. what an honor to be on the phone with you today. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes you can call me Smokey. Sometimes you can call me Rocky. Today I want to be Tito, Dr. Tito Clapper. How can I help you, Steve? Hey. Thanks so much for checking in. How? For what do you do for a living? I'm an investment advisor for, oh, nice. for wealthy people. I'm the help. <laughs> Listen, what do they say? Buy low, sell high. Yes, sir. What's up? How'd you hurt yourself? What do you do uh, to, recreationally? What's your sport? 
sports I've been pretty active right now, it's golf. Ah. Um, in, in tennis. Um, but I've done a lot of stuff over the years. And, and uh, about 20 years ago, my buddies talked me into playing adult flag football. Oh, and, I, and, and I sublexed my shoulder, my left shoulder. Um, the, the PT guys said back then, this is going to be talking to you in 20 years. And now I've got some pretty significant arthritis. Yep. And you uh, know why that happened? You know what? I'll give you a clap revision. The most mobile joint in the body is your shoulder, right? Look at your hip, your knee, your ankle. Look at what they can do, your wrist, your elbow. But go look at your shoulder, 180 degrees of movement. It's amazing how beautiful that joint is because it has a ball. That's the humeral head. But the socket of the ball and socket joint in the shoulder is so shallow. The clapper vision is, the ball and socket joint of your hip joint is as if you took a golf ball and put it inside a coffee cup. The socket in your pelvis, the acetabulum of the hip joint, is as deep with bone as a coffee cup. And the golf ball is inside the coffee cup. But your shoulder, you take the same golf ball, don't put it inside the coffee cup, but put the golf ball on top of what we used to call in the Catskills, the monkey dish that little saucer dish that the coffee cup sits on, that flat dish, that's what the golf ball sits on in your shoulder. The glenoid, the socket of the ball and socket joint in your shoulder is so flat compared to the socket in your hip joint. But that's what gives you the movement. So if you have a rubber O-ring that goes around the edge of the coffee cup dish that the golf ball's sitting on, that's called the labrum, Subluxation means you've separated that rubber gasket that keeps the ball on the dish a little bit away. It doesn't frankly dislocate. Luxate in, in Latin means dislocate. Sub means, means below. It's not quite a full dislocation. So if you have this excessive movement where the ball kind of gets to the edge and almost almost falls off the end of the socket, but not quite, that's like having a car where the alignment is off, you're going to wear the tires out prematurely. And that's what you did. The tread on the tire is the cartilage on the end of the bone. So now, all these years later, you're 60-something years old, you now no longer have, you have bald tires. You don't have rubber anymore. You don't have any cartilage anymore on the bone. And the elegance in surgery, and I do so many shoulder replacements, it's not really replacement. It's a resurfacing of your shoulder is what you're going to need. Do not let them give you cortisone shots, stem cells, synvisc, no needles into your shoulder. Be holistic. Yes, you want to try therapy first, get your muscles strong. But if you can't sleep through the night and it's really bothering you, we, I've got a good solution for you, which is essentially giving you a new smooth surface. Got it. Does that make sense? Got it. No, no shots. Do not, do not, I will never speak to you again if you let them give you a shot now that I gave you this speech. Now I'll speak okay, to you Okay, what, what kind of exercises? You know, where do, where do you live again? Uh, Newport Beach. You should find, off the top of my head, which has no hair on it, by the way, I cannot think of a physical therapist per se, but there will be a good one close to your house. And in order to be certified as a physical therapist, they know the routine of exercises, there's 17 different muscles that attach to your shoulder blade. A good physical therapist in giving you rehab 
Martin, for example, warrior physical therapy in Pasadena, when I send patients to him, they always come back singing his praises because they tell me, you know, Dr. Clapper, I showed Martin that my pain was in the front of my shoulder, but you know where he started to work on? My shoulder blade. That's actually where he worked on first because Martin is smart enough to realize if you loosen up the muscles, the other 17 muscles than the one in the front, you loosen them up then you actually put at ease the muscle in the opposite spot. A good physical therapist understands that, understands the kinetic chain, understands how everything's relatable. You talk about all these baseball players that blow out their elbow that need Tommy John surgery. Trust me, their shoulder is the root of the problem in their elbow. It's called the kinetic chain. It all relates. So you need to find a good physical therapist and find one down in Newport Beach that's your next chest move. You should have an MRI, by the way, of your shoulder. Um, but if the physical therapy ultimately makes you stronger, but you're still in pain, then you need to come visit, and it'll be my pleasure to help you get to the promised land. All right? All right. We appreciate you, Dr. Clapper. God bless. All right, Stephen. Thank you. Listen, you're a total stranger to me. I just did something nice for you. Do me a favor. Go find someone nice today. Or I should say, find a stranger today. Do something nice for them. Thanks so much for checking in. I appreciate it. All right, Warriors, I think we got time for another call. The lines are all lit up. Who you want to go to next, Stephen? Let's go to Michael in Los Angeles. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Good. uh, Good morning, Tito Clapper. How are you doing, doctor? Good. How young are you? What do you do for a living, Michael? I don't have a lot of time here. Yes, sir. I am 62, Ah. and I I have to retire because of my shoulder pain. And uh, so I'm I'm in a I'm in a nursing home as we speak. Oh wow! Because of your shoulder. Yes, sir. Uh, I went to another hospital. They transferred me over there to take an X-ray, and two doctors came into my room and told me that I'm in need of a shoulder replacement mm-hmm. because I am bone to bone. Okay. It's very painful. Yeah. No, it is. When you lose the cartilage, you know. Yes. For example, if you took your forearm right now or your leg and you snapped yes. it in half, you fell off a motorcycle or something terrible happened, Yes, you are in exquisite pain because two bones are now rubbing against each other. The nerve endings are exposed and you rub two bones against each other because they're broken. It's, it's the most worst pain you can have, right? Well, cartilage that's in all of our joints from your fingers to your toes to your knee to your hip to your shoulder the beauty and the magic of cartilage is there's no nerve endings so when you move your joints you don't have any pain because the cartilage doesn't have any nerve endings but if you wear away all the cartilage now you have two bones rubbing against each other it's just like having a fracture it's just like having two bones rubbing against each other with the nerve endings exposed, and that's, in essence, what you have in your shoulder. How delightful for me as a surgeon to be able to get rid of your pain by restoring the motion again and not having the two bones rub against each other. You'll need an X-ray. You'll need an MRI. And to get you back into the living with us, you'll need to have surgery. This is why I love being a surgeon, because when it becomes so end stage and the therapy doesn't work and time doesn't make better, I'm not interested in pills and shots. I'm not interested in masking the problem. If you got a bad cough, don't give me Robitussin, because if I'm coughing because you got pneumonia, 
You need antibiotics to stop coughing, not Robitussin. You know what I mean? You need to go after the root of the problem. And if you're dealing with bone on bone, now the big question will be, Michael, is what is the status at 62 of your rotator cuff? Because it will mean the difference between doing a traditional, we call it an anatomic shoulder replacement, versus what I really am fascinated by, is this new world we live in called a reverse total shoulder replacement. That will depend on what the MRI says is going on with your rotator cuff. So that's going to need to be done. But if you let them put cortisone in your shoulder, you now put yourself at risk for an infection later when you have surgery. So if you've had the shot of cortisone, then you, the surgeon must wait three months, six months, even a year because you put yourself at risk for an infection if you right away go do the surgery. So get yourself an MRI, get yourself a surgeon who's comfortable, and if not, then you'll make a trip. But, Michael, thank you for checking in, and I want you to do me a favor. Although you're stuck in the nursing home, I'm not going to bother you. But you'll find someone today who's visiting someone, a total stranger. Say something nice to them. Do something nice. That's how you'll be thanking me. I promise, I promise I'll do that, doctor. All right, young man. Thanks so much for checking in with us. It's a beautiful thing. Sure. We'll be praying for you. All right, Warriors, coming up next, I cannot wait to talk to you about my guest at 815. Her name is Lynn Davidson, and she is the granddaughter of the man who started in 1959 Tito's Tacos. She now runs Tito's Tacos and has for many years. That name, Tito. It's just a beautiful thing. It's like Tatala in Yiddish. Tito in music was Tito Puente. Tito in sports was Tito Fuentes. Tito's. It really is more than just the taco. I'll explain. Coming up next on the Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clappervision. Clappervision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like, or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers.